Season 14 of Dead Rabbit Radio starts today. I don't know why I'm so angry. I'm actually really excited. The show's back. First off, we take another journey to the Dark Outpost to see if there's any truth behind the stories that demons have taken over the Vatican. And then we take a look at a conspiracy theory that is a riddle wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in two more riddles, and then a couple more enigmas. Is it possible that stand-up comedian Russell Brand is actually the mastermind behind all conspiracies? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I had a great vacation. Very, very well rested. If you just listened to the last episode and the tone of my voice, and now you're listening to this one, you're like, whoa, he's not on the verge of death. Had a really restful vacation. I went to the last blockbuster on Earth in Bend, Oregon. Um, And then the other 13 days of my vacation did absolutely nothing. But you know who didn't do absolutely nothing? Walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now, dressed up as a carpenter. Not, Not as me, he's not wearing my flesh. Dressed up as like a like a guy from the village people. He's wearing a sexy carpenter outfit, really like low-cut jean shorts. It's our newest Patreon supporter, Robert Reith. Everyone give a round of applause to Robert Reith. He's doing a little fashion show. He's probably been hard at work these past two weeks. He's been rebuilding Dead Rabbit Command. I can look at all of the stuff here. I actually did a live stream last night. If you guys are listening to the podcast, I'd recommend subscribing to the YouTube channel as well because we're going to be doing a lot of live streaming this season and going forward, where I was actually building, making improvements to the Haunted Closet recording studio. The improvements are... um, I duct taped -taped my microphone stand. I ordered a new one, um, but for now, you may occasionally hear the sound of duct tape ripping. Uh, This is is not the most... I have a yoga block taped. it's, It's a mess. But anyways... It's all for the show. All this duct tape, all these yoga blocks, it's all for the show. Robert, go ahead. You can wear your you can wear your village people outfit for the rest of the episode. It's totally up to you. But let's go ahead. I'm going to toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out to begin season 14. We're headed out to the Dark Outpost. Jason Jalopy's going down the road. You know what? Before I forget, I want to say this to you guys. A while back, I did a live stream from this girl's house, and I I said that I was live streaming from a haunted house, and I saw, like, this shadow figure, and then I saw what appeared to be a shadow kid. We did that live stream. Nothing appeared on camera. It was a really fun live stream. I'll put it in the show notes. Probably about a week ago, that girl casually mentioned that, oh, yeah, her house is totally haunted. Like, when I brought up that I was live streaming from her house, she was just like, oh, uh, you know... uh, Eyes are shifting side to side. She totally blew it off. And she told me uh, later on, She one night she says, listen, um, I heard someone opening the door and coming into my house multiple times. But I was the only one there. And every time I got up, because I thought it was her roommate coming in, and it wasn't. Unless her roommate is also a shadow entity. So yeah, and she admitted at that point, that really kind of unsettled her. And she's like, yeah, you know, when you said you were live streaming from my house, I kind of played it off, but... That house is haunted. So I'm hoping to do some more stuff from that location. It'd be cool to get back in there. Because now we have two people confirming the hauntings. Me and the person who lives there. 
But let's pass by that house, Robert. We, uh, keep on driving the Jason Jalopy. <laughs> She's screaming for help. The shadow people have her in headlock. They're giving her noogies. And we're like, ah, oh, no, we'll come back for a later episode. See you later. Let's leave behind the house. We're headed out to the Dark Outpost. Longtime listeners of the show know Dark Outpost is a, web- a conspiracy website we've talked about a lot. Uh, some of the most notable stories they've covered is Hillary Clinton is in Guantanamo Bay and she's throwing her poop. As we speak right now, she's throwing poop at prisoners, uh, guards, maybe other prisoners, I don't know, maybe. But Hillary Clinton is in Guantanamo Bay throwing poop. There's underground tunnels. That's a very famous conspiracy theory. But let me finish before you start saying, well, there are underground tunnels. Back last year, 50,000 Chinese troops were in, they were all in one tunnel. They were all in one tunnel underneath Maine, and we nuked it. So those things, okay, each of those individual things are true. There are underground tunnels. There is a state known as the state of Maine. There's 50,000 Chinese troops somewhere in the world, and the United States has dropped a nuclear bomb. Technically, all four of those statements are true, but he combined them. It's hilariously absurd conspiracy theories on the darkoutpost.com. So it's rich territory for us to keep going back to. I mean, for the first episode of season 14, the fact that we're returning to darkoutpost.com, you may think, you may think, uh, Jason is creatively bankrupt. No, it's just that fun. I actually thought about putting it off later in the season. I was like, no, I want to talk about it now. It does sound like I'm just going back to the same old well, but I'm not. David Zubleck is just such a great character. Such a great character. He has this daily show where he talks about conspiracy theories. This current conspiracy theory, Robert, go ahead and park the Jason Jalopy here. You realize now that you haven't driven us to the Dark Outpost. They gave you bad directions. They gave you bad directions on purpose. We're not at the Dark Outpost. We're actually in Vatican City, home of the Pope. What is going on here? There's video evidence of this. So I don't know why I'm, I'm poo-pooing it. It's the middle of the day in Vatican City. There's a young man holding a camera. He's aiming it at the tops of the buildings. Because that's what you, when you go when you go to Vatican City... You just look at the tops of the buildings. Maybe the Pope's on one of them. Maybe the Pope's on all of them. A true miracle. This video camera is scanning the tops, the rooftops of these buildings in the Vatican City. And then... (laughs) It's not a dog. It's not a dog chasing the gravy train. (laughs) A winged creature. A beast. A demon. This thing has to be at least 15, 20 feet tall. It's flying across the sky of Vatican City. <sighs> and then it lands. And it's like walking on... It's like the tourists. It's like buying some falafels or whatever they eat in Italy. I guess spaghetti. I don't know what's falafel. That's Middle East. Doesn't matter. He's not doing that. He's actually walking on rooftops. And then he crawls on top of this dome that has a cross on it. And this giant creature crawls on the cross and just sits there, blasphemously, sits on the cross. And then they videotape this creature flying away. David Zublick, host of DarkOutpost.com, tells us that there's hundreds of people in the streets who heard this. You actually hear large crowds in the streets. Now, as this... (laughs) 
Now, as this as as my studio is collapsing, I don't know how much I edited out of everything falling down. As this winged creature, this great starts to season fourteen. As this winged creature is soaring through the city, Vatican City. You do hear people in the streets, but oddly enough, throughout this whole encounter, the hundreds of people in the streets, no one is screaming. Nobody's screaming. It, there is pot people on the street. So that should be your first clue that there's something wrong with this video. I'm putting in the show notes, obviously. But David Zublick plays it in full on his darkoutpost.com show. The second clue should have been this creature is obviously CGI. Like, listen. I believe the demons exist. Let's cut to the chase here. The video is so fake. The video is super fake. And he played it. He played it on his show. And I'll get to, I'll get to it in a second because I, I, I got some stuff to say about it. But I believe in demons, right? I believe in demons. I believe that I have seen demons. They look weird, obviously. They look bizarre. And I think what I've seen has been basically like possessed humans. So there is... And I've talked about it before on the show. I'll try to find the episode. I think it's called The Demons Surround Us. I'll try to put it in the show notes. But I've seen what I believe to be demonically possessed people. They appear monstrous. But there's also this thing. I don't believe Thor exists. And I can watch a Thor movie and I can enjoy a Thor movie. But I can tell that Chris Hemsworth exists. But he doesn't really have a hammer full of lightning and stuff like that. The thing is obviously CGI. Now that your argument could be, well, maybe real demons look like really bad 1990s CGI from the movie Spawn. Because they're from another dimension. Well, let's go back to this video here that David Zublick plays this, plays this video for all of his listeners. And he has quite a few. He assures us, this is a quote after showing this video. He goes, it was not a bird. It was not a bat. Now again, this thing's like 15 feet tall, right? So if it was a bat, that's alarming as well. It was not a bird. It was not a bat. It was not some sort of dragon, he assures us. I'm glad that was his third go-to. He's like, you know, some of my viewers believe dragons exist, so I should let them know. Don't worry, guys, it's not a dragon. If you currently have a bunch of dwarves to go on an expedition, it wasn't there. You can still raid Vatican City. He does say, so he makes this leap of logic. He watches this video that is confirmed to be fake. It was actually made by two brothers called JJPD Productions. That's not the brother's names the mom wasn't like, you'll be JJPD and you will be Productions. It's two brothers. They're from Nic Nic Nicaragua. And they shot this video in Nicaragua. And it's from, it's not Vatican City. It's not even Vatican City. It's Granada City or Grenada City. It's not even the Vatican City. So let, let's refresh this. It's not a demon. It's CGI. It's not Vatican City. <laughs> I mean, I guess those are the two big ones, right? What are the other ones? Oh, the day was very overcast. Those are the two main ones. Now, listen, I've been fooled before. I've been fooled before on the show. I've been fooled before in my personal life. I've covered stuff that turned out to be hoaxes. It happens. So I'm not knocking David Zublek so much for being tricked. It's going to happen when you're covering this stuff. The problem is David Zublick uses this video to claim that the Vatican itself is demonic and all associated with it is demonic. He basically, basically from a fake video from two dudes in Nicaragua, a man, a guy across the world, declares that one billion people are Satan worshippers. One billion Catholics are actually worshipping the devil. 
This is where this story, it's fun because this guy is obviously making a huge mistake. The video is obviously fake, and we can laugh about that. But then he turns it into this hate-mongering screed. And I'm not going to go on a big rant about how that's bad. You guys know you shouldn't just broadly brush an entire group of people, especially from a 30-second video on YouTube of a CGI demon. Now, if it had been a dragon, maybe he would have gone a little easier on the Catholics. But I just find that's where it goes from being funny to just a spooky side of conspiracy theory. A lot of people called him out on this video, but I'm sure other people watched the video and it reaffirmed their belief that Catholics are demonic and they're worshiping the devil because they worship the Pope. And this is where it gets creepy. It's okay to make mistakes in this forum, but when you take that mistake and turn it into a hateful screed, who's the real demon, Mr. Zublik? Who's the real demon? It's so funny when I'm watching the video because his production quality is so bad. It's so cheap. Uh, constantly he's moving around and the green screen is distorting his face. He looks like he's a reptilian. I'm not saying he's a reptilian, but all those videos we have of news anchors and they're like turning and they look and then their eyes like flash or Kamala Harris, that one where like her eyeballs turn black and she's levitating three feet off the ground and flames shooting up behind her. All those little glitches that you see. People go, oh, see, it's proof. It's reptilian. It's proof Obama is a hologram. If that, if if you believe those glitches, then David Zuplek is basically Agent Smith from The Matrix. He's constantly morphing into something else. Robert Reith. Let's go ahead and leave behind Vatican City. Leave behind the Dark Outpost. We'll be back. We'll be back to the Dark Outpost at some point. Call in that Carpenter Copter. We are headed out to... The United Kingdom. It's so funny. I saw this conspiracy theory the other day, and I have been waiting to share it with you guys. And it's weird. I, I don't want to oversell it, but I think it's so telling about what the conspiracy theory community actually is. Robert Reif... Land us in, I don't know, Piccadilly Square. I know that place exists in the United Kingdom, that place. We'll land at Piccadilly Square, we're walking around, and we see this tall dude walking down the street, and everyone's like, oh my god, dude, look at that, look at that giant tall guy, and they're like pointing at him, and we're thinking it's kind of rude, right? And then, as he gets closer, you go, whoa, <laughs> that's Russell Brand. And I'm like, huh? And that was kind of my reaction <laughs> That was kind of how my reaction to this story started. I'm vaguely aware of who Russell Brand is. You guys, longtime listeners of the show know I'm a huge pop music fan, and I watch celebrity gossip. I, I, Katy Perry, she's okay. Her music is just okay. It's not, not, I'm not really into it. But obviously, I knew that at one point, Russell Brand married Katy Perry. More of the celebrity gossip thing. And they got a divorce. And when I watched a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they would always show commercials for Brand X, which was Russell Brand's television show. That's I'd never seen anything that Russell Brand's ever been in. I've never watched any of his movies, never seen a stand-up special. He could be the funniest guy on the planet. He could be super lame. I don't know. The reason why I'm stating all that is I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm almost as an outsider looking in at this conspiracy. There's a subreddit called Conspiracy No Poll, which means no politics. Of course, politics bleeds a little bit into the conspiracy theories, but they set it up because they just got tired of all of the 
overtly political conspiracy theories. And there was a Redditor who posted this comment the other day. And I want to read it to you in full because I kind of think it sets the tone here. But to give you some context, Russell Brand, he has 3 million YouTube followers. He is fairly well-known. He had his own show for a while. He's done all these award shows and stuff like that. He's worked for MTV. He's been in a couple movies. He now has a YouTube channel. He has about 3 million followers. And recently, he's been doing... He's always done videos on, like, spiritualism and enlightening yourself. But he started doing videos on the Great Reset and the Davos Group. And the Great Reset is this idea that we are going to try to reset society. And that's become, you will own nothing and you will be happy. You're going to live in a box. You're going to eat bugs type of thing. The Great Reset, it's been covered in like Time Magazine. It's very, very normy conspiracy theory. Newsweek covered it. There's tons of articles on it. But anyways, he's been talking about the Great Reset. It's very, very important in the conspiracy, quote unquote, important in the conspiracy theory community right now. It's just super normy. So... That's why I don't talk about it. It, it. We will talk about it now, though. So, cheap cards and packs on on Reddit. You type this in. <laughs> I sound like such a boomer. Type this in. This is what he put off on his spellograph. Quote, I've watched some Russell Brand videos. He used to be mainstream and has a big YouTube channel. He's talked about vaccine hesitancy, the Great Reset, you will own nothing and be happy, etc. He's saying everything that we're saying. Why do the elites allow or want him and other popular figures to call them out on their sinister agendas? I think he's controlled opposition, but I'm not sure how he's misdirecting people or what disinfo is he spouting. I can't figure out what's the 1% lies in his 99% truth. Unquote. People are like, you're right. You're right. Thanks for pointing that out, cheap cards and packs. You have shown us the truth. Um, Russell Brand has to be controlled opposition or predictive programming. He's either set up by the powers that be to say stuff against them and speak 99% truth but tell the 1% lie. Or he's predictive programming. So Russell Brand gets us... You, Russell Brand, the guy who oh, I've never seen in any media ever is getting us to prepare for the Great Reset or whatever whatever conspiracy du jour. We're using the Great Reset as an example because that's the video I watched as well. But there's no way he could authentically actually be on our side. It's the general consensus of the Reddit community. It's impossible. He's too rich. He's too famous. There's another weird thing that's popped up in this Reddit thread, and I've come across it as well, but it's very just clear as day. This is something I call the conspiracy purity test. If you don't believe in conspiracy X, then you are a shill. You can literally believe in every other conspiracy theory, every single other topic, but let's say you are a flat earther and I go, no, I don't believe in flat earth. Then I'm at, that's the 1% lie, see? The 99% truth, the 1% lie. The problem is, is that nobody, let me back up, hopefully nobody believes in Every single conspiracy theory, because some of them, some of them don't make sense. You can't be a flat earther and a hollow earther at the same time. Now that I said that, I'm sure somebody can figure out a way. But we see that too, and they're saying he hasn't spoken out on this issue. He hasn't spoken out on that issue. Therefore, he's a shill. But really what it boils down to, he's too rich and too famous and too powerful to be speaking the truth. Here's the thing. I don't know, really, this is what I know about Russell Brand, what I read on the Wikipedia page, that 
on September 11th, 2001, two planes... I'm not laughing at this. I'm laughing about what happens afterwards. On September 11th, 2001, three planes crashed into various buildings around the United States and 3,000 people were killed. On September 12th, 2001... Russell Brand showed up for work at his job at MTV Studios dressed as Osama bin Laden. It's not... <laughs> it's not funny back then. It's funny now, right? It's funny now. They fired him. I, I saw that on his Wikipedia page. He also won a fashion award. GQ was doing this men's fashion awards, or just fashion awards in general, and the sponsor of the event was Hugo Boss. And he wins this award, and he gets up on stage, and he starts goose-stepping and saying Hugo Boss, which is true, Hugo Boss designed and manufactured costumes for the Nazi regime. Not costumes, uniforms. So, <laughs> like wearing Dracula outfits on the battlefield, he's the one Hugo Boss helped design and did produce the uniforms for the Nazis. So he's saying that there's a giant, giant billboard or there's a giant wall behind him decorated and it says GQ sponsored by Hugo Boss. And he's putting his fingers up like he has a Hitler mustache and goose stepping around and talking about. So, I mean, that's pretty ballsy. He got kicked out of that event. Like after he got his award, they kicked him out. That stuff, that's pretty ballsy, troll, trolly stuff, speaking truth to power. That The Osama bin Laden thing wasn't speaking truth to power. That was just him being a shock comedian. But anyways, that's all I know about him. I've never seen in any of his movies or anything like that. He could be a total douchebag in real life. Who knows? Or he could be a nice guy. I don't know. But when we just look at this stuff, he is famous. He's worth about $20 million. I had to look all this stuff up. But, you know, he's he is famous. He does have a platform. He has 3 million YouTube followers. He could probably get another talk show if he wanted one, or at least he could start making connections. He's published books. He definitely does wield power. But this weird idea that... Just because he is famous and powerful that he can't speak the truth, I find baffling. And you see people making these comments in Reddit, and the commenter underneath them going, Right on, brother. You are speaking the truth. You are absolutely right. You know it. They're all agreeing with each other. And I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, Who are these anonymous people? How do you know you're talking to a non-famous, non-rich person when you're on Reddit or when you're on X or when you're on Godlike Productions or Vigilant Citizen? Jason, a rich person wouldn't waste their time on those websites. You got it wrong. You got it backwards. A rich, famous person, they want anonymity. That's the main, main complaint about being famous. Eminem famously said, if I could do it over again, I'd be Tech 9. Tech 9's number two. I'm number one. Tech 9 has 100,000 fans. Every album he makes, he sells 100,000 copies. Every show he does, he sells out, and he can go shopping. He can spend time with his family. He can do whatever he wants. He goes, I'm number one. If an album flops or it's not as good, I'm a joke. Everyone says, like, I'm, I'm washed up. I can't go anywhere with my kids. They got a camera in my face. If I could do it all over again... I'd be number two. So you're telling me that Eminem's never been on an anonymous board. Be like, yo, what's up? He's all busting flows. Of course he has. And you've probably had a conversation with him. And if he said, if Russell Brand was on an anonymous board and said the same stuff about the Great Reset, people would be like, oh, dude, that's so, man, you, you're right. You're right, noodle man. You're totally right. 
But then when you realize that the person saying that has money, he had money already and fame and power, but you didn't know it. You took, and this isn't directed at you guys. You guys are smarter than this. But the people who are just really piling onto this Russell Brand is absolutely wrong because he's famous camp. They've probably, if Russell Brand does believe in these conspiracy theories, they probably have talked to him in these forums and agreed with him. But because he's famous, 1% of the stuff he says has to be intentionally a lie. Now, there's hundreds of comments in this Reddit thread of purity tests, of they need to believe X for that to ever be real. If they never state an allegiance to this conspiracy theory, it's always fake. See a lot of that stuff. Other people just saying he's too rich and famous. And I'm reading this and I'm thinking, I was doing research on Russell Brand and once I found out that he dressed up as Osama Bin Laden, I started thinking he's probably in these comments. He's probably looking at these comments and posting as them and saying stuff. Posting as Osama Bin Laden 89. But out of all of them, this is what I love about conspiracy theories. This is one of the things I love about conspiracy theories is unraveling them. Robert Reith, let's fire up the carpenter copter one last time. We're leaving behind the UK. We're traveling to just a house in the middle of nowhere. And we see a young boy. I don't know how old he is. We'll just assume he's like 20, typing away. We're looking in through his window. It's a crisp spring night. He's all alone, tapping away on his keyboard. No one's paying attention to him on Reddit. Out of all of the Reddit posts and, and answers and stuff, he got like four upvotes and two responses. And he actually had the key to this whole theory. Fascinating stuff. This is what I love about conspiracy theories. And what's so funny is it was getting so bogged down in controlled opposition, predictive programming, controlled opposition, predictive programming. There's a, a young man, for all I know, he, for all I know, this could be Russell Brand. There's a young man, he's raising his hand. He's like, guys, guys, listen to me. I have the answer. So often in conspiracy theories, the legit stuff gets buried by the stuff that takes very, very little mental imagination. Because it's easy to digest and just move on. Reluctant Chimera is the name of this Reddit user. And they said that they actually used to follow Russell Brand on YouTube. They actually used to watch his video and they noticed that he had a number 33 tattoo on his wrist. Which if you don't know, the number 33 is a big number within the Masonic Lodges, I've also heard that there's 33 vertebrae in the human spine, so it has something to do with kundalini spiritual practice. I don't know about that. I do know, I don't know how many vertebrae in the human spine, I've never counted. But I do know that 33 is t very, very tied into Masonic theory, the 33 degrees. Russell Brand does have a 33 tattoo on his wrist. He says that's because that's how old Jesus was and he was crucified. He does seem to be a very spiritual person. Other people said that's a cover story. I can't speak on that. I can't speak on that. Russell Brand is saying it's this. Other people go, well, that's not. I mean, whose word do you want to take? Again, we're back to that same thing. Whose word do you take? The guy who's being accused of it or the anonymous person who might also be him. The point of anonymity is you don't know who it is. It could be a average person. It could be someone just like you. It could be a super rich and famous guy. It could be Russell Brand. It could be anybody. You don't know. We assume when you read stuff on the internet, a lot of times we assign a voice that's similar to our own. But anyway, so this person says he has the number 33. So I looked more into it and I found out about the new statesman. 
So Russell Brand is speaking out about the Great Reset. And I did watch that video and it was interesting because his takeaway was this. And the video does drop red pills. That's what I'll put it in the show notes. The video is him isn't him like saying it doesn't exist. The video is pointing stuff out about the Great Reset and why it would be terrible. It's really interesting. In this video, Russell Brand goes, if you're going to tell us we're going to own nothing and like it, my question is, well, then who who will own those things? Those things aren't going to go away. If I own nothing, somebody else, by default, must own it. So he's not sugarcoating any of this stuff. It's a very, very interesting video. But Russell Brand, as he's talking about the Great Reset and all this stuff, he is connected to a magazine he used to be an editor for called The New Statesman. It's a British magazine. That magazine was started by a group called the Fabian Society. Fabian Society was founded on January 4th, 1884 in London. Its goal was to change society. It's a what we would call today a progressive group. They fought for things like, and they continue to fight for things like, minimum wage, higher minimum wage, uh, getting rid of landlords, things like that. Those were a lot of their early goals. One of their early goals was eugenics as well. So not a good look. Not a good look, Fabian Society. They've dropped that one. But it's basically this progressive utopian society. Fabian Society is named after a Roman general named Quintus Fabius Maximus Verrocius, who believed you had to win a war by making small tactical battles harassing the enemy behind their own lines, making it hard for them to gain footholds, not have these huge toe-to-toe fights, slow little fights, and over time, you whittle them down. Here's a quote from a Fabian Society pamphlet. Quote, For the right moment you must wait, as Fabius did most patiently when warring against Hannibal, though many censured his delays. But when the time comes, you must strike hard, as Fabius did, or your waiting will be in vain and fruitless. Their original coat of arms for the Fabian Society, they had to change this because people thought it sent the wrong message. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. That is research. That's not buzzwords. That's not controlled opposition, predictive programming, controlled opposition. Now things get weird. Now it's just not going, why is this guy, he's so famous, how can he be dropping the truth? But now we have him being linked to a group that wants to enact social change, like almost every group wants to do. But you see, and now the pieces start to come together. That's research. And that is what is so sorely lacking in the conspiracy theory community. People just want to spout those buzzwords as anonymous people nod their heads and agree with them and they spout their own buzzwords. While we have someone who is able to link him to a group that wants to change the world, that wants to change society by enacting tiny little changes over time to do so. Whose original logo was a wolf in sheep's clothing. Now, the article that this inf- that, that's really, really interesting stuff when we're talking about groups and ideas like the Great Reset, but the article then goes on to say he's a saint worshiper who might have been brainwashed by the Illuminati and again starts adding in all those buzzwords, all that sexiness, right? 
and becomes inconsequential again. But looking at that key thing, he worked for a newspaper. He was the editor of a newspaper called The New Statesman that was founded by the Fabian Society who wants to change the world. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting to change the world. I may disagree what you want to change the world to be in. My idea, dream idea, is Star Trek universe post-scarcity. Everyone is just chilling. And we get to fight aliens. That's my dream world. Some people want to live in a Mad Max anarchy. More power to you. I will rule that world as well, but see you on the battlefield. There's nothing wrong with wanting to change the world. I don't want to live in a box. I don't want to eat bugs. Um, I think most people don't want to. And Russell Brand, as he pointed out, if I'm living in a box eating bugs, someone's still owning the stuff. So I'm not saying the Fabian Society actually agrees with the Great Reset. I'm not saying that Russell Brand agrees with the Great Reset. He's saying that he doesn't. But that little bit of extra information makes the story more complicated. It makes it juicier. And this is what I love about conspiracy theory, guys. This is If, if you've gotten anything from this segment, I, I hope you get the excitement in my voice. This is what I love about conspiracy theories. I love the mysteries. I love the different layers to them. We have this guy who's saying, I believe in X. People are saying he's controlled opposition. Then it turns out that he works for a group that is trying to enact social change, or at least is aligned with that group. But does that group want the same social change that he's rallying against? Is it controlled opposition? Is it all this layers and layers of stuff? It's so juicy. I love this story. And the biggest takeaway of this story is just because somebody is famous, you can't give them certain motives. Because in a world, you can't, you can do whatever you want. I really don't care. It's your life. But in a world where everything is anonymous, how do you know you have not debated whether or not jet fuel can melt steel beams with a Kardashian? Now, see, right now, you something in your head, you either laughed at that or something in your head goes, yeah, right. You don't know. We're given an image of the... We think Russell Brand is just a guy who shows up on movie sets dressed up like Osama Bin Laden. But you don't know what he was. He is still just like us. He just has more money and you know his name and he's on television. That's it. Right? So who's to say that there's not a Kardashian who's like, yeah, you know what? I don't believe the official story about 9-11. Or she does and she's very adamant. She has all these facts and you've actually debated... So it sounds ridiculous because we have this image, this photoshopped image of these young women. But in the world of the anonymous, they could be anyone. That's the thing about anonymity. It's not just you and your peers. It's not just 12-year-olds raging on their Xbox and boomers drinking their monsters. I find it so fascinating, one, because of the different layers, and two, just this idea that because someone's famous, they can't be saying something true or something important. And we say that, and we're typing it into our keyboards, and everyone on Reddit's like, yeah, everyone's just like me, just the dude sitting at home. And then the dude, and then at another home, a guy, he sits there and he's like, yep, Russell Brand sure is controlled opposition. And then someone goes, hey, Mr. Spielberg, it's time to go make that movie. And he's like, oh, wait, I forgot I was on a film set. I shouldn't have been on my phone typing away on Reddit. And then he goes to make whatever Spielberg's making. Anonymity benefits... The famous more than anybody else. It truly does. They don't get to express their opinions as much as everyone else does. If you express your opinion, people may just go, well, that's dumb. But a famous person expresses their opinion for the next 50 years whenever they're doing an interview. They're like, so Kim Kardashian, it's the 50th anniversary of you, of you being born. You're 50 years old. I don't know why I said it was 50th anniversary. 
But a long time ago, you talked about jet fuel not melting steel beams. It'll always be brought up. Now, obviously, if you express a controversial opinion, you can get fired or you can get arrested. Um, the anonymity legally doesn't exist. The police can always track down what you say. But I'm talking about like social anonymity. The number one benefiters of that are the rich and famous. So to think that when we're talking about conspiracies online, that rich and famous and powerful people, that Warren Buffett has never logged into X to check out a succubus thread, is ridiculous. They do do that. <laughs> Don't sue me, Warren Buffett. Don't use your succubi powers to come after me in the middle of the night. But you know what I mean? It benefits them. I, I just find this whole conspiracy super amusing. I find it interesting that there is that extra layer that does connect him to a very powerful society in the UK that doesn't want to enact social change and no one else picked up on it except one person. Fascinating. And this idea that we have probably all debated conspiracy theories with very famous and powerful people. And we've go, you know what? You actually made a good point. And if you knew who that was actually Chris Evans on the other side, you would have called him a shill. And again, not you. I'm just talking about these guys in general. But you, they would have called him a shill. The opinion was exactly the same. But once it was done by someone they considered a peer, the second time they found that it was from someone who was quote-unquote better than them, they immediately disregard the opinion or try to find fault in it. Conspiracy theories are fascinating in and of themselves. But when you look into the minds of a conspiracy theorist, it is truly an amazing and scary journey to go on. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at DeadRabbitRadio. <clears throat> Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>